Welcome to the EarFluence Podcast, which is a podcast about podcasting from a podcast production company. I'm your host, Jason Gillikin, CEO of EarFluence, and with me today is Cece Huffman. How's it going, Cece? It's good. It's good. Um, everybody's starting a podcast, of course, because it's January, and that's what that means. That's right. Um, so there's lots of new and exciting things to do. Lots of creative things at the very beginning of starting a podcast that I like. So That's right. We, we put out a few episodes recently where we were not together. Yeah. Yeah. So you had a chance to interview Jenny Hammond. It was so fun. From NC State uh, about her first year of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a chance to interview Tim Scales from American Underground and Justin Laidlaw from the Buddy Ruski Show. But it is good to be back with you in studio. Yes, definitely, definitely. Same to you. Yeah, and you know, we are recording this in January, uh, and it is time for everybody to, to start a podcast. Yeah. And you know, people are starting to see the the value of it from a business standpoint. It's uh, it's super exciting to, uh, to to see that. Yes. Well, we um, today are going to talk about getting over your fear of public speaking right. through podcasting. Yeah. And my first interaction with you was you had absolutely no fear in <laughs> walking up to people yeah. and talking to them. Uh, it was at a live event that we did together, and you held the mic, and you said, hey, do you want to be on a podcast? And you started interviewing people. Right. So I have to know, I mean, is there some fear in when you're podcasting? When I'm podcasting, no. Okay. What um, about public speaking? Not really anymore. I think there used to be for me, but uh, so much of my – life I've spent like performing in front of people that at a certain point it stops being scary because you just you know what to do hmm. and you just do it yeah because like I, not that fear is useless in those situations because it can help you but like I mean what's the worst thing that can happen that, ultimately that's, that's always a great way to look at yeah. it and yet I'm always nervous <laughs> You know, at least yeah, a little nervous doing say. a podcast. Well, um, see, podcasting to me, though, like, if you, like, embarrass yourself so bad, just be like, can you please cut that out? I'm really embarrassed about that. Yeah. And who, I mean, there's just the three of us here. So. That's true. That's true. All right. So you mentioned the three of us. We do have a guest in studio with <laughs> yes. us. His name is Mike Mango Manganello. He is the VP of marketing at Walk West. Mm-hmm. What is happening, Mango? I am just excited to be here. I um, listened to you guys, your intro. I have to say that we're not starting a podcast. We're bringing it back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe 2022 yeah. is about bringing stuff back. And I had the um, honor of interviewing Jenny Hammond for our uh, podcast, Talk West, as well. Really? And she's currently one of our clients at, at Walk West, and she's fantastic. So yeah. I'm happy you got to meet her as well. Definitely. And she, she has, um, she produces another podcast on the side that they come in and use the studio. Um, and it's hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And she is, um, like Jason and I, she's a parent. So we say, we share that a lot. Yes. So a lot of zoom calls start with what her kids are doing. Right. And not liking like mine do as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I just sit on the zoom call and listen to how great everybody's kids are. <laughs> Cece does not know anything about Roblox. Doesn't care <laughs> hey, about it. my brother's 10 years younger than me. I do oh, know okay. a lot about uh, Roblox. We got Roblox. We got Retro Bowl is a big I one now, um, which is funny. My son goes, Daddy, because in Retro Bowl, they only let you play uh, offense in football. He's like, you're, when you were growing up, these old games, did you play offense <laughs> and, and defense? I'm like, yes. You mean like Madden? Yes, we played offense and defense. They simplified the game because all I care about people 
care about his offense. Right. Now. And uh, if you go outside with an actual football, you can also play offense yes, and defense do both. that way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. These kids, I tell you. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, Mango, you were we were talking offline about you using podcasting, and this is from a few years ago, I believe, using podcasting to get over your fear of public speaking and, and presentations. And, you know, I would just love to, to unpack that yeah. because I know that can be so valuable uh, for, for podcasters. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because I never thought that would be the case. Yeah. So I'll go into a long-winded st uh, story of how we got to that. Yeah. So I started my career in advertising back in 2000 working in New York. And I purely worked in paid media, which was basically, I like to say, spending other people's money. I love mm. doing that. Oh, it was it was fantastic. <laughs> so we work with, you know, let's just say Foot Locker, and they have millions and millions of dollars. And my job was to tell them where they should be spending it on television, mm -hmm. in print, and this is before digital at some points, but where they should be spending their money. So a lot of my job was uh, kind of a, a desk jockey. You know, it was basically crunching numbers and and putting out spreadsheets and telling people, you know, what they should be kind of doing with, with their dollars. So as I advanced in my career, um, I was more in front of clients. So I had to do some more client presentations. And I really just had to be kind of more vocal of, of my skills of, of telling them what they should be doing and more selling, I guess I would say. Um, but never a part of like really big, high pressure uh, presentations. So uh, back in 2009, I moved from Newark to uh, North Carolina for a job at McKinney. And people don't know McKinney. They're one of the largest kind of national agencies in the Southeast um, located in Durham, actually right side of uh, where you guys' studio is in American Underground. That's right. So I got down to McKinney and it was, uh, it was one of the largest agencies I worked at, 200 plus people, mm -hmm. huge clients of likes of like Nationwide, Sherwin-Williams, Porsche. I mean, like, Think of any large client, you know, we were kind of pitching them or a business that we were winning. And as I, I advanced in my career, there was a lot more of it's on me to present, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't my boss presenting, it was on me. So you were work, you were doing the accounts. I was doing the accounts, but, but working you weren't, on new business. You weren't talking to them and, necessarily. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And, and having to pitch business more. Yeah, yeah. And when it came to pitching business in the pack, past, I was always protected by my boss who right. did the pitching, right? So I would put the, the presentation together, then he would pitch it, mm -hmm. right? So this was like, I was kind of the guy and I kind of had to pitch. And I always had some anxiety knowing that even building the presentation, there might be a chance I had to pitch if my boss got sick. So I always had to prepare <laughs> right. if something would happen. So what I realized at McKinney, um, after the first sort of couple of pitches I was a part of, that I would get like really anxious. And like, this is before like people like mental health and like anxiety was a big thing. I just kind of noticed like, it was like really like affecting me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to the point where like, once it was announced that we were pitching something and I kind of knew I was gonna be a part of it, I was like, oh my God, it's already in my head. Mm -hmm. I was, and this could be like a month away, but it was already like the nerves were kind of building up to that ultimate presentation. Yeah. How, how is it affecting you physically? It was just like I couldn't sleep oh. and it was constantly in my mind. And it just like, it was just, it was always, there was always a space in my brain thinking about preparing and being struggling for that presentation. Yeah. So I wasn't able to put my 100% effort. So that was like months in advance, right? And, you know, you go through, let's just say the next couple of weeks and then you're basically a couple of days out and that's like when the gut stuff mm. starts happening. And then like dry mouth and like you go there and you're sweating and like, 
I'm trying to read through books about how to do this and there's nothing was working, right? <laughs> right. Like think of people naked, you know, think <laughs> of everyone like, in their underwear. Yeah, think yeah. of everyone in their underwear, maybe even though we're not naked. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, you're going through the laundry list of stuff to help you go through public speaking. You know, I'm doing research. Um, you know, should I be hypnotized? Like, how do I get over this? <laughs> right. No, seriously. No, I've seen, yeah, I've seen yeah, that on TV. I people mean, get hypnotized yeah, for it. Yeah. It's crazy. And, you know, it just, I would do it and it wouldn't be great. I knew I wasn't good at it. And the feedback I got from my bosses and, and colleagues was like, you stumbled, you weren't confident and, and so on. So um, I, I got to a point where I told my wife, I was like, if this is my future, I don't think I could do this. I yeah. was like, physically, it, it hurts me. Like mentally, like the fact that I got nervous literally a month before I knew I had that presentation like, I don't think I could do this. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I did proactively before uh, kind of podcasting was I just got to put myself out there in more situations to learn it. It's like exposure therapy. Ex exactly. Yeah. So what, what we did a lot of was kind of lunch and learns, right? So within the agency, uh, people would research a topic and then present to the agency and tell them what they learned. Mm -hmm. So I did that a couple of times, but it was like topics that I knew and it was like kind of easy and it was just, it was just coworkers and there were like 15 people in the room most. That's helpful. Yeah. It, it was definitely helpful. It kind of like eased the edge a little bit, yeah. I would say, but there still was a lot of like uncomfort when there was larger presentations. Mm -hmm. So, um, I left McKinney back in about 2015 that I started an agency called clean. And this was kind of in the highlight of when podcasting was happening. But are you thinking like, screw this. I don't want to give presentations. I kind of want to just be the the numbers cruncher, the person that's doing the actual PPC accounts rather than the person that's doing the presentations. Yeah, that was kind of where I was at. Okay. And um, I took the job at Clean because I was in the... So I actually took the job because I was freelancing on an account. I was in the background. I was doing all the work on that account. And I was brought in a small agency that was a lot more comfort level versus the, the big agencies. Mm -hmm. So when I was brought on, I was brought on to work on that one account and that's it. So I was like, okay, I could do that, right? I mean, yeah. I'm not proactively pitching. Like this is kind of what I'm doing. I'm very comfortable in that situation. So I was at Clean for a couple of months. And um, that's, again, I had a media director in front of me and he was the pitch guy. Yeah. He was doing all the pitches and I was always in the back background working on accounts. And... Um, one of the things I always like to do at agencies were lunch and learns. And a lot of times um, lunch and learns turn to be, you know, a once a month, once a month email mm -hmm. or just sending articles through, or I actually used to develop ongoing decks. So if I used to see a really cool idea, I put it into a deck and then people can look at it throughout the year. So one time at lunch, with our, we were with our media team, probably about four to five people at a time. And I was like, guys, we need to do some lunch and learns because a lot of people in this agency know nothing about media. So we were kicking around, like, what should we do? I was like, I've done everything. It usually falls flat. I said, let's do a podcast. Mm. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. It doesn't seem too hard to do a podcast. Again, this is like 2016, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. So luckily- What were you we, listening to at that time? We were like- That was like the serial days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like the original, like true crime. It, that was kind yeah. of it. There yeah. wasn't much in terms of business. Uh, no, business not much. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't much that was kind of, I was listening to other than like, you know, that kind of stuff, I would yeah. say. Yeah, wow, that's mm -hmm. great that you had yeah. the foresight to do that. So we luckily had uh, interns that knew <laughs> the ins and outs of the internet of how to set up a podcast. Yeah. So we, uh, we work through SoundCloud, which I'm not sure is still a big viable source. It's, it's available. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, we use that kind of as our platform. And we bought rinky-dink mics, rinky-dink setup, and literally just got in a room and just started talking. That's the best way to do it, then. Just started talking. And it really started with, let's just be internal experts at different uh, themes. Mm -hmm. So I think our first theme, let's just say, was like social media. So the four or five of us would get in a room. The sound was awful. I mean, it was really, like, I need to find the early recordings. It yeah. was, like, really bad. No, you don't. It'll be painful. Yeah. Like, it was we uned- can insert it here, though. Yeah. I want it. It was, like, unedited. It was just, like, raw. A lot of curse words, probably. And then we would uh, produce it, quote, unquote, produce, put it on Apple Music, and then share it internally. Yeah. Are y'all hearing the irony of this, uh, all, all the cursing and uh, clean agencies <laughs> podcast? <Right. laughs> exactly. And I'll remind you, actually, the, pod, we, the podcast was called Free Lunch at the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Since we all worked in media, the big joke about media is you work in media, all, all, you're, all you're doing is getting a free lunch. Yeah. Right? Which was somewhat true. Um, <laughs> so we, we had a good cadence. I think we did every two weeks. And it was honestly just originally st- uh, steered to thought leadership internally to get people into um, learning what we do. So mm-hmm. we did like social media, PPC, influencers. And then we started bringing internal people to talk about their certain subjects. So like creative. Mm-hmm. We actually had a really cool episode of uh, virtual reality we did on top of a hill in North Raleigh uh, using a VR machine to tape us whole entire time. Neat. So we tried to incorporate And then we did one on streaming video, which we did live using Facebook Live at mm-hmm. the time. So trying to incorporate the media into the subject that we were kind of talking about. You were ahead of your time with that stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, it was really cool. And so it started getting people to listen. And then we started pushing it out to uh, our email groups and Mm -hmm. our clients. And we got at the first couple of times, hundreds, hundreds, maybe a thousand people listening on a regular basis and commenting. And and it kind of started building up steam. Mm -hmm. So one day during an agency meeting, we talked about like, should we, is this a viable thing for like new business prospecting, right? Should we ask people that were looking to prospect to come on the podcast and talk about what they're interested in and just kind of promote themselves? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we started doing that, right? So uh, one of our original guests, I think was at the time, um, have you guys heard of Salt Life? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like the lifestyle brand. Yeah. Through a contact of a contact. Uh, we interviewed the CEO oh, of wow. Salt Life. Wow. Yeah. And he was fantastic. He had stories about going to Tampa, going fishing. I mean, like this guy, like he, afterwards I was like, that's, that's the life I want to live. Yeah. Like he lived the life. The that, Salt Life. The Salt Life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then we interviewed the guy from, who started Highway 55 Burgers. Oh, neat. Uh, yeah. Love so that. a friend of a friend who went to high school with a guy, he came up, I think, um, where are the pickles from North Carolina from? Mount Olive. Mount Olive. Yeah. Yes. Good. Call. So well, he I was came- junior Miss North Carolina Pickle Princess in 2009. So that's very important. To <laughs> I me. mean, did anybody know that yet? <laughs> I mean, just for that reason alone, this podcast is worth it. You are, you are sitting with a celebrity right yeah, now. Yeah. So exactly. don't it's, don't get nervous. Yeah. But just so, so you know. he kind of came on and he taught. I mean, again, stories that like would get at your gut. I mean, like, and we had guests from Lenovo. We had CEOs come on, and it just like it became like a thing. And you know. We had a good three-year run that unfortunately ended with my current job at um, at Talk West. At Walk West. Talk West (laughs) is our podcast. So the funny thing was, though, what I realized was while I was doing the podcast, 
I was also um, presenting more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was a part of new business and I had to go up there and present our work and sell what we're doing. And what I realized was I wasn't nervous anymore. Wow. And what I realized was I actually enjoyed doing it. Yeah. Like it became to, I think your point earlier, like it was an act. Yeah. Right. It became more acting for me, being more comfortable doing it versus like a nerve wracking thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's after three years, you're saying, though. Um, so like, how are you doing these recordings with these guests? Is it over? Is it some sort of virtual uh, conversation or are you having people come? Into oh, no, your they came to the office. St- the that office? was a big thing Like we would invite them in. We would like wine and dine yeah, them. Yeah. Bring him into our quote unquote studio conference so room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was like, it ended up being like a thing. Yeah. So were you nervous initially though? Like when you're recording these podcast episodes? I was. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I wasn't nervous internally when it was just us. Yeah. But when we brought outside people and we brought people I didn't know or we brought even clients in, there was that initial like, what are we going to talk about? Like, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Right. Like type of thing. Like the oh shit moment. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But once you get rolling, it gets more comfortable, and then it just became natural. And then after every episode, it would be like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Oh, my God, best yeah. episode ever. Like, you just kind of had that, like, elation feel that I was like, that was great. Yeah. yeah. Wow. The feeling afterwards, too, that feels, like, so good. Like, wow, this kind of, like, adrenaline that you get from it. I think that always carries in, at least to me, into the next thing that I have to do yeah. like that. And then instead of being nervous, you're like, wow, I'm excited to be hype afterwards again. Yeah. 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 And then uh, the podcast is such a high. um, And then why? one of the reasons why we're valuable is because we take care of the low of the editing and and mixing and all that stuff. We had interns. They (laughs) did all of that. And we will put it on SoundCloud if that's what you really want. (laughs) Yeah. So like. When did you start to notice in the podcast, it, it probably didn't take the whole three years that you're like, huh, you know, I'm a little nervous, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of getting over this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've probably about a year into it where there was always like me and a co-host. We kind of go back and forth. Yeah. And then it got to a point where I was like, somebody just needs to host and own it. And then I was like, I'm comfortable enough. Like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right. So I kind of became the voice and the face of the clean, uh, free lunch podcast that we did. So I just kind of had more ownership of it, responsibility mm-hmm. that I felt more comfortable just like running with it. Yeah. Talk about like, is, is there any sort of memory you have of a guest coming in where you're maybe you were nervous with it and either went well or it didn't go well? Um, so not to that sense, but I do have a story how where we had an epic podcast fail uh-huh. that yeah. I thought was interesting. We love that. Yes. So um I had a friend in high school, Aaron Cohen, who ended up being a Emmy Award winning sports producer for Bob, Bob Costa's show. He's done the Olympics. He actually wrote the speech. I'm not sure if you guys remember when Caitlyn Jenner came out during the ESPYs and did our whole speech and no all kidding. that kind of stuff. He wrote it. He was behind the scenes and he wrote it. Wow. So I reached out to him and I was like, hey, we'd love to get you on our podcast. And um, it's funny, actually, now thinking about it. We had to send them up on Zoom, which now everybody uses yeah. Zoom. Right. Yeah. And we thought we had it correctly. So we go through this fantastic podcast content. It was awesome stories. And we go to get the audio and it's not there. Oh. Yeah. It's not there. We could not figure out what happened, why it didn't record. So we literally just lost the whole podcast with oh. probably one of the largest guests that we were 
going to get with the largest following because Again, 2016, 17. Yeah. Not many people had to use Zoom to record yeah. podcasts. Yes. Oh, we've got stickers that say just press record. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants those, it's on our shop tab. Yeah. Um, as a reminder. As a reminder. We've been so lucky that we haven't lost. You guys have never lost a podcast? Well, I wouldn't say we've, never. We've <laughs> only, knock on wood to this day, lost our own. Okay. Not anybody who pays us to make them, which is good. Right. <laughs> But we have lost our own. Yeah, before. I was with this guy in Germany. Yeah, um, he was so cool. So too. nice. He runs Audrey.io. Okay. Uh, and he was really nice. And I never had the heart to tell him that. Yeah. Uh, sorry. If, he, if you ever <laughs> sorry, hear Nicholas. this, we're really, really sorry, Nicholas. It yeah. just it didn't work out. Yeah. So did you go back to Aaron? <laughs> I didn't. I felt bad. Oh yeah. yeah. We didn't. We didn't go back. You know, I didn't want to. His time was so limited. So I was like, well, it's gonna, you know. Not that I was like, just didn't happen. That's yeah. just a conversation that was just for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not exactly. for everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sad. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a rite of passage in podcasting. It's, I, yeah. Chalk yes. it up to that. Yes. Yeah. We're exactly. all human. <laughs> yeah. So, so talk about when you're giving presentations, um, you know, after a year, two years, like, what did you start to, to notice? Like, were you having those physical symptoms anymore? Yeah. No. And again, like I, like I mentioned before, like, I enjoyed it. I remember one day going home to my wife and be like, I think I really like doing this now. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And like, Who again, are you? Like, and, yeah. my and it was just a comfort level. And I, and I sat down before this conversation and said, why was that? Right. Mm -hmm. What probably made me get over that? And I'll say the three things and they have to be always three. Right. And always start with the same letter. <laughs> always. It's usually C, but I'm going to use P for this one. All right. All right. Preparing. So preparation, I feel like the more you know going into something, the more confident you're going to be and the For easier sure. it kind of comes off. So I'll say back in the days, a lot of times, unfortunately, when you get to a certain level, you're not preparing a lot of the presentations. Yeah. You're just talking to slides. Mm -hmm. So nowadays, if I'm presenting something, I'm, pre I'm preparing for it. Mm -hmm. So I'm putting the slides together. I'm doing the talk speech. Like I I'm going to have ownership of what that is. So as you guys know, you need to be prepared for every person you talk to. So you do mm -hmm. some research, you write some questions in advance. So there's kind of like that, like just situation of knowing what you're getting yourself into, I thought was very helpful. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then um, practice was always important, right? Like the, every single time that we do this, you're constantly practicing your spiel, what you say, how you act. And again, doing probably, we probably did 30 plus episodes you just get more comfortable doing it. You know, it works, yeah. you know, it doesn't work. You do your intros and you kind of are, are A-B testing what works and doesn't work. Yeah. And then the last one, which I think is probably the most important was at the end of the day, we're all just people, yeah. right? So like I said before, talking to the guy from um, Salt Life, you would think CEO, billionaire probably, again, the nicest guy, coolest guy yeah. in the world. You know, like, do you think like he... Like he's just, they're all, at the end of the day, we're all people. Like I said, Jenny, she's a mom, you know, mm -hmm. she's a parent, you know? So I think that kind of helped, which is a weird term to say, normalize the the presentation, the people you're talking to because they're in the same boat as you. Right. Right. So I think that's just understanding that when you're up there talking to people, mm -hmm. that kind of just like settles the room versus like being so nervous about how you're going to come off of, yeah. come off as. Yeah. That's great. So I think that when I kind of look back of like how I think that helped, I think those were like the, the three key points. Mm -hmm. So the three P's, preparation, <laughs> practice, and people. 
that's that's great. You know, we get questions all the time from people that are thinking of starting a podcast. Like, how do you? <laughs> the fourth P is podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. How, how do you how do you become a good podcast host? And can you help with training with that? And the answer is yes, we can help. Like, we can help guide you through you know some of those things that help you take your podcast to the next level. We can kind of guide you through like truly listening to somebody versus thinking about what the next question is um, and formulating question, questions based on what they say. Um, you know, we can help you in the preparation a little bit, but ultimately it comes down to the reps and you're, you're not going to be as good on podcast one as you are on podcast 50. Like there's just no possible way that, that you can do that as much training as you get with this. So yeah, the, the practice is absolutely huge and the, the preparation too, I mean, you almost want to know the answer to something before you even ask the question, right? Um, but to some degree, you just need to know exactly what the, the person wants to talk about, what they want to promote, um, you know, what are some things that you can ask them that they'll be like, oh, that's interesting that you would ask me that you, you, you actually found that. Um, and so you get to know that person, uh, which is the third P. Yeah. So like, th these are great tips. I, I really appreciate this. So in your presentations, you know, you weren't nervous anymore uh, about doing it. Did you like, did you see success uh, from these presentations? Yeah. I mean, I think I became more the, I, I, it's funny you say that. I, I feel like my podcast persona came through when we were presenting where I became the guy that was engaging quote unquote, the audience or the client more. Yeah. Right. So it was more like, asking questions, how do you feel about that? Telling a joke, kind of loosening up the room right? and allowing, you know, the people to, that were on, on my team to be a lot more loose to present. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of translated into how I would approach a room or approach presenting to people a little differently. Yeah. And there's no way you can be comfortable with that no. when you're nervous. No. Like no. you're not going to, you might tell a nervous joke here yeah. and there. And that's so, I mean, it makes it so much worse. Yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong. There's still a sense of nerves but it's not nearly as close and there's no more nerves of like knowing a presentation is happening in a month like that's yeah. literally all gone so i think it's yeah. nerves are probably when you're sitting and you're probably like a minute out and you know like i have to be the first one to stand up and, and go so it's more just mentally getting prepared for what i'm going to say but then once it's on it kind of just all settles and it's just like this is me yeah <laughs> yeah now, now do you do any sort of uh public speaking events uh, not yet. Not but if yet. anybody's looking for more, some I want to do more. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could do something on getting over your fear of public speaking. Yeah. You could, you could do like uh, almost imposter syndrome type stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but that's so interesting how you went from the the numbers crunchers analyst, pay, pay per click manager, to the guy who's leading the pre presentations, the gregarious guy, the one who's telling the jokes and making the team, which was used to be you, more, much more comfortable yeah. and being in the presentation. Yeah. That's great. And then the, the interesting thing to kind of bring it back into full circle, as I know you announced me as uh, VP of marketing, most recently I just got promoted to VP of marketing and growth, which is literally just leading our business development team, which is going to be my, kind of my full-time job now. Wow, congratulations. So how crazy is yes, that? Yes, <laughs> wow. Thank you. All right, so what does that mean for you? Like, what are you, um, what are you doing instead? The simplest thing is to get people to want to work with uh, with WalkWest. Yeah. That's it, right? So WalkWest has been a great agency, been around 14 years. 
Um, we've had tremendous growth over the last two years. Well, we are a full-service branding and marketing agency located right here in Raleigh, right on the great campus of NC State. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's Tell us some re- stories. Who are some of your clients? Um, right now, we do some work with NC State um, Pool College of Management. We do some work with MNF Bank that are located in Durham. We actually just got some business with the State Employees Credit Union. Um, we do some yes. really good work with Wasabi, who is a Boston-based um, cloud storage company, um, and and so on. It's a good mix of technology, um, higher ed, healthcare, um, just really trying to help people with all the marketing needs. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the uh, Wasabi campaign that ended up being a viral Oh, it's fantastic. So they came to us about two years ago. And it's funny because they are the typical David vs. Goliath brand, right? Mm-hmm. They're up against IBM and Amazon Web Services, billion, trillion-dollar companies, and these guys are the small-time players in Boston. And um, they are a B2B client but want to act B2C and want to have viral videos. So um, we worked with their client that developed um, this whole video campaign that included um, help from the Holdernesses, um, of in, amazing race fame of, now. Yes, of amazing race yeah. fame. And bringing the light, the real the real true hero behind anybody's IT is the IT, is the IT guy, right? It's really about the guy that's going to you know make everything work. So we developed this whole campaign around Nate, the IT guy, and just like he's a, he's a superhuman and he can make all everybody's problems go go away. And it was all done in this musical rock, musical rock ballads. Yeah. And it did so well. We created a second one. And we're actually uh, in the in the midst of creating a third one, really, with Penn, and they are in um, in currently in the process of global expansion, and they're getting recognized by all the big players, and they credit our work of disrupting the category that's very boring, very stagnant, with doing something different. Yeah. Um, of what why it works. Well, everybody knows Nate. Everybody knows Wasabi does. Um, because of what we did here at Walk West. That's awesome. Congratulations yeah. on that campaign. Wow. I mean, and those are the things that you're talking to prospects about. As All the time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so this has been awesome, you know, in, in learning how you know, listening in, uh, podcasting can, can help you get your over your fear of public speaking. And that's something that we talk about, too, is it just gives you those reps so that you can give those presentations that you can do public speaking, that you can, you know, get up on stage and do those keynotes eventually and practice. Oh, that's another thing is if you're working on other speeches, you can practice those in podcasting. You know? right. um, so anyway, thank you so much, Mike, for, for coming on the show and, and teaching our listeners about that. Um, do you have time for a couple of fun questions? Sure. All right. So what I always like to ask is what are some of the podcasts that you're listening to now? Oh, it's a great question. Um, unfortunately, I think I only listen to a couple right now. Um, they're a part of the Bar School Network. Uh-huh. So I like the Four Play guys. They are the golf podcast that probably only spend 10% of their time talking about golf, which mm-hmm. I think is humorous. Uh, part of my take, I also, honestly, these, it's funny because I think they might get a bad rap, but they're really funny. And I, I, I get sucked on the personalities. Yeah. It's funny. I thought about this recently. Like, just hearing their voices, because I go because the part of my take are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the four player Tuesday, Thursday. You become part of like their family, mm. and you right. kind of like know them. Yeah, Completely. and it's like I go for a walk every day in my house for like probably forty five minutes an hour. So they're always in the back of my mind when when I'm listening for a walk, just to kind of hear what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that constant buzz, just kind of hear what's going on in their life versus like the actual content they put out there. 
which is I think what why they're so successful and right. they built that niche of just like that comedy real life type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you say that podcast has become a part of your family. Like Zach Lowe, who I listen to, he does an NBA podcast. He's part of ESPN. Yeah. He hasn't published anything in like two weeks. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, yeah. I'm nervous for Zach Lowe. I hope it's a contract dispute, but yeah. I, don't, I don't want him to be, you know, have COVID or be hurt or yeah. something like right. that. But yeah, it's just, they do become a part of your family. It's kind of weird. No, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's weird because they keep on saying that both of them been around for like five or six years. And I was like, oh my God, really? I've been listening to them for five or six right. years. <laughs> it's kind of scary. <laughs> wow. I'm always looking for another true crime. I was trying to get through the Piketon murders. Ah, not loving it. Um, I always love like kind of the serial. Like I'm always looking for something. Oh, know what I love. Here we go. Um, Q code media. Okay. So um, blackout. Uh huh. Carrier and um, not homecoming. Another one. But those were nonfiction podcasts with great audio and great storytelling. Okay. I thought are are all phenomenal. All right. Um, we'll have to check those out. Now, did uh, do you know Javier Leva? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he worked at Clean with you, right? He never worked at Clean, but I knew he was him. part of Clean. No, he was never part of Clean. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> he anyway. works at Red Hat. Yeah, yeah so he, he was at Centerline before that, but Center I know him. Line, that was it. As okay. a personal friend. Yeah. Anyway, so you know Javier, he's got a couple podcasts and True Grime that yep. that you should His check out. His are excellent too. Oh yeah. my gosh, he is he is absolutely the best. Um, but we're going to be doing a, a meetup coming up, setting up a a Raleigh and Durham content creators meetup. Oh, so cool. you'll have to come yeah, check yeah. that out. But first Wednesday of every month, alternating between American Underground and and Rally Founded. Yes. Um, all right. So we're based in the Triangle. You're based in the Triangle. What's a, a favorite place to eat? You've got kids. What's a favorite yes. place to eat with kids in the Triangle? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Um, honestly, I love Transfer Food Hall. Oh, you guys okay. Yeah. For? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's excellent. So for kids, it's open. Tons of choices. Great beer. Beer plug for burial beer. And then they they have an Italian uh, sandwich shop that's phenomenal, and I'm Italian. It's one of the best like chicken parms I've ever had. Yeah. So that's usually our default to go to. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. You have any questions for for Mike? Nope. Oh come on. <laughs> what's a what's a fun like you know if you had to re redo your honeymoon type of question where would you go? Hey 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 we get we'll save that for maybe I'll get you on with the other podcast. We'll <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, Mango, thank you so much for coming on the EarFluence podcast. How can people connect with you? Well, you can reach me at uh, go through walkwest.com or we are reintroducing, as I said, our Talk West podcast mm -hmm. uh, via EarFluence. So uh, make sure you start to follow us on that as well. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much. Um, for everybody listening, uh, make sure you go visit Talk West. No. Make sure you go visit walkwest.com. It's <laughs> so confusing. It does get really confusing. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a good or bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. And then uh, if you are looking for a podcast production, visit earfluence.com or send us an email to info at earfluence.com. Mm -hmm. Cece, great talking to you as always. Yes, same to you. And uh, for Cece Huffman, I'm Jason Gillikin, and we'll see you next time on the EarFluence Podcast. Bye.